Hi, this is Maddie Rose, host of The Fame Game, and this is Our Future is Missing. Please be on the lookout for Lauren Spirer. She is 20 years old and went missing from Bloomington, Indiana, June 3rd, 2011 at 4.30 a.m. She is Caucasian, 4'11", 95 pounds, with blue eyes and blonde hair. She was wearing a white tank top, a white button-down shirt, and full-length black spandex pants. If you know of Lauren's whereabouts, please contact the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children's Hotline, 1-800-THE-LOST or 1-800-843-5678. To see a picture of Lauren, please click on the link on the Voice America homepage, Our Future is Missing, or go to ourfutureismissing.com. Thank you. Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Welcome to the program. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. Today, we will be reviewing Hotel Transylvania, the Blu-ray and DVD Titanic, Battle for Terra, The Wild Thornberries, and Trouble with the Curve. So to start off the show today, we are going to be talking with Cheyenne, and we are going to be talking about the spooky, yet very, very cute and funny, Hotel Transylvania, which she got to go see, and to my understanding, you got to go to the red carpet premiere of that, so tell me a little bit about that. Well, the red carpet premiere was amazing because I got to meet Adam Sandler and <gasps> Oh my Gomez. goodness! I know, and they're so sweet. I love them, and I got an autograph. Yay. <laughs> That's awesome. So tell me a little bit about that. What was it like meeting Adam Sandler and Selena Gomez? Well, it was amazing because, like, I love those two. Like, I've seen Adam Sandler on Grown Ups and Selena Gomez on her um, series regular on Wizards of Waverly Place. So they're like, oh, my God, my idol, I see. My autograph touched my pen. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cute. Well, I mean, it sounds like it was awesome. So what was it like overall being on the red carpet? It was so cool because I got to meet the director and the producer, and it's just amazing. Oh, and I got to meet Fran Drescher. Mm -hmm. uh, do, you, do you watch The Nanny? I do, yeah. Yeah, I, she's so funny. You know how she does that voice? Well, it's her actual voice, in fact. Oh, like, really? Yeah. It's crazy. That's funny. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. That's so cool. Well, it sounds like it was awesome. So let's talk a little bit about the actual movie now. I'm so happy that you got to go see it because I wanted to see it for so long and I cannot wait to go see it. So tell me a little bit about it. It looks like such a unique film. So what's it about? It's about um, the father Dracula, voiced over by Adam Sandler. He's like he's a really an overprotective dad because his wife Martha um, died from the humans because the humans killed the Martha, um, the mother. 
And, like, uh, that's why they always talk bad about the humans. Oh, they're fat. Oh, they're mean. Oh, they're bad. Never go out in the human world. And um, there's a baby named Mavis, and she's played by Selena Gomez. And she's like, I want to see the human world. And everybody's so shocked because, like, they always talk bad about them. And, like, a human named Jonathan comes to the hotel, and the hotel is only for monsters. And he's so hilarious. He's so laid back. He's like, oh, just take a chill pill, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that hilarious. sounds so funny. Well, that sounds yeah. like, like such a cool movie. And like I said, I cannot wait to go see it. And all of my friends like want to go see it. Even though I'm in high school, it's like, whatever. It, it looks so funny. So how do you think um, Selena Gomez and Adam Sandler and the rest of the cast did portraying their characters through voice work? Well, Adam Sandler had a little bit of an accent. I would say like a little Italian. And sort of like else. a Transylvanian accent. Yeah, like Hotel Transylvania. So, yeah, that's like a, a Romanian well, accent. Yeah. So it wasn't at him his actual voice. And mm-hmm. the thing that I liked is that people make fun of the Dracula by saying, Oh, bleh, bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> and then Selena Gomez, she sounds the same. She told me on the red carpet, she's like, oh, I try to do it in, like, different voices, but they actually liked my actual voice. So uh-huh. it was her actual voice and then Adam Sandler doing a Romanian. Mm-hmm. But you thought they did pretty good, pretty well portraying those characters? Yeah, amazing. And Selena, um, not Selena. I mean, CeeLo Green, he plays the mummy. He's oh, so really? awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's and awesome. Then, mm-hmm. And then Fran Drescher, she plays um Frankenstein's wife. She's so funny. <laughs> that's awesome. I think I, I can just like imagine CeeLo Green right now as a mummy. And it's like making me smile so much. I think that's so funny. Yeah. So is there a specific character that you really, really liked or like your favorite character? I had two favorite characters. One of them's Jonathan because he's so chill back. He's like, oh, dude, we'll, like, handle that later. Just some fun. And, um, what is it? Uh, uh, the, okay, so there's, like, this grandma, and she eats, like, anything in one bite. It's just amazing, and she's so small. <laughs> like, like me, I eat food, like, almost every day, and I don't get fat, okay? So, uh, so, That's like, funny. Um, so the... <laughs> Girl version Frankenstein uh, was playing bingo, and then the grandma was sitting right next to her, and then she's called out, bingo, bingo! And then the grandma got so jealous that he, um, she ate the bingo card. She's like, I didn't do that. Oh my god, that's so funny. Well, it sounds like such an awesome movie. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Hotel Transylvania, Titanic, Battle for Terra, Wild Thornberries, and Trouble with the Curve. So right now we are talking about what sounds like an awesome movie, which is Hotel Transylvania. So tell me, and we are here with Cheyenne, so tell me, Cheyenne, um, what did you think of the animation in this movie? 
I thought the animation was amazing because because uh, it's in 3D, so it's actually way cooler than normal regular movies. And like the monsters look like it's gonna pop up in your face, like it's gonna explode. Ah. <laughs> well, it's it's awesome. I didn't know it was in 3D. That sounds really cool. And I think it would be cool to like see a monster movie that's in 3D because then it's like all in your face. But was this movie like scary or do you think it would be for all ages? I think it wouldn't be for all ages because um this like whenever Dracula gets mad, he starts doing this like he roars and it gets all red and his fangs pop out and then it's just creepy and scary. <laughs> mm-hmm. So <laughs> what re- age group would you recommend it for? I would do it 5 and up because maybe the younger ones might get scared. Because I got a little scared. Uh-huh. <laughs> but do you think, like, teens would like it? Yeah, I hope my brother watches it. I'll be like, watch the movie with me again. You're all the way up in Riverside. I'll make some <laughs> cut. Mm-hmm. And do you have a favorite scene in this movie? Uh, my favorite scene, scene is when they party. I had two favorite scenes. One of them is like when they play like old school songs and then Jonathan comes out. He's like, oh, come on. This music's like for old elderly people. Come on, let's get some music. And then it goes like LMFAO. Like, <laughs> go, no. That's so funny. And what's your other favorite scene? The other favorite scene is when Mavis's birthday party. Like, it's the, her second birthday party. And they start up hiding. Yeah, woo! And it's so awesome because they start playing techno. Like, it's awesome. <laughs> Wait, and how old is she supposed to be in this movie? Okay, she's Dracula. So, um, she's 118 years old. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow, that she's is... Teenager in Dracula. <laughs> I see, I see. That's interesting. (laughs) So if you had to be one specific character, who would you be and why? Uh, I would be Jonathan because I'm a human. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Then in that case, we'd all, we'd all be, um, we'd all be Jonathan. I think that's funny though. It sounds like he was a very interesting character. And to my understanding, something happens between him and the, the little Dracula character. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Um, Dracula. Uh, he always says blah, blah, blah when something doesn't come out his way. So, like, um, the tables were out of order. He's like, oh, blah, blah, blah. And then, <laughs> oh, you say blah, blah, blah. He's like, I do not say blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and it's funny. That's it. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. So how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? I would give it four stars because what I said, um, it will, I rank it five and up because um, there's one part that gets too scary and too loud. And mm-hmm. too... <laughs> Just too, like, in your face? Yeah. And then, yeah, I blows up in your face so much. I get so scared. <laughs> <laughs> And do you think that there's any morals or messages in this film? The message is to not judge different people. Like, oh, I judge you because you're a teenager. No, it's not that way. It's like uh, monsters judge humans, fat, mean, and bad, you see. And then they meet, they come to meet Jonathan, and he's actually really nice and sweet and just fun. <laughs> 
Well, that's awesome. Well, it sounds like it's an awesome movie. So everybody, be sure to go check out Hotel Transylvania. And it's just in time before Halloween. And fall has started, which is awesome. And Halloween's coming up. So Hotel Transylvania should definitely fit into the theme of the season. So be sure to go check that out. Cheyenne, thank you so much for telling me all about this movie. And thank you for telling us about your red carpet experience. Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the fame game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the fame game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the Titanic, which is 
oh, one of my all-time favorite movies. And it is now on DVD and Blu-ray in a store near you. So be sure to go and check that out. And we have with us today Blake and Brianna. So how are you doing today, Blake? I'm doing good. And how about you, Brianna? Very good. Thank you. How about you? I'm doing awesome. All right. So, Brianna, why don't you tell us a little bit about this movie? Well, I would love to. Um, Rose DeWitt Brucator, played by Kate Winslet, she's mm-hmm. a girl that is used to a lot of things, like used to money and used to the upside in life. And, like, her father died, but the on- so, like, the only money, well, she doesn't have any money, but the only thing that people know is her last name. So that's what they use to get high class and VIP and stuff. So she's not really, like, rich she's just kind of using it but she is used to everything that comes with being rich so but she is also engaged to a snotty rich man yeah he's awful (laughs) yeah yeah how don cal hockley played by billy zane and he's like he can't accept that she doesn't really love him so but like rose brucator and jack dawson played by leonardo dicaprio and he's a boy whose pockets are like usually empty and doesn't always know where he's going to sleep the next night. So, like, he actually won a ticket, like, for gambling. He won a ticket onto the Titanic. So he didn't really get it by, like, his own money. He kind of just gambled for it. So he's really kind of like, I don't know what I'm going to do tomorrow, and he's fine with that. So he's kind of, like, let loose. And Mm -hmm. so they meet in an unusual way on on a RMS Titanic, and they fall in love almost instantly on a ship that they call unsinkable. So everyone's like, yeah, it's unsinkable and you can go on. So that's mainly the story plot. Yep. And I I honestly, I could talk about the Titanic like for an entire day and I wouldn't yeah. run out of stuff to talk about. And I'm sure pretty much every Titanic fan can. But for the sake of time, I will ask Blake. Blake, what did you what did you think of this of this movie? I just want to get a guy's opinion because all of the guys I talk to, they're like, "Oh my god, this is such a chick flick," and I'm like, "You obviously don't understand quality media, sir." So tell me about this. What did you think about this movie? Well, yeah, I think it's a pretty good chick flick, but I also think it's one of the you know best movies of all time just because it has uh, amazing acting, some really cool lighting the cinematography is just like some of the best you'll ever see it 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 won best uh i just love this movie so much and the fact how it's paced and even the beginning like how they begin it with genuine footage of the departure of the titanic on its fateful voyage in the beginning of the movie you can tell it's going to be uh it's going to stay true to the history but also give you a really uh, amazing epic movie that tells the events of that tragic night from the mm-hmm. perspective of fictional survivors like Rose. Yeah, that's what I really, really like about this movie is like the beginning of the movie, how they how they have like going underwater into the ship because that's like real footage. And that, I think that's so cool. So, Brianna, tell me, do you have a favorite character or a favorite scene in this movie? Well, I have um two. Well, like like one favorite character and one favorite scene. Anyway, my favorite character is you know how when he wins the ticket to um Titanic? Yeah. <laughs> I really lost track. Um he and his buddy, I forget what his name is, but I think he it's cracks, like Fabrizio or something. Yeah, like he it's cracks something like me that. Up. 
and he's yeah, like, he's so great. We're going to America, <laughs> and and I so love funny. like when they actually get on the boat. Oh, he's like, bye, I love you, I miss you, and he's like, do you know yeah. anyone? He's like, no, yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> and yeah. what's your favorite scene? And my favorite scene is when this is like really weird, but it's when the ship goes down. Like not when the ship goes down, but in the beginning they say how it went down, like because it broke like in the middle because of its own like weight and then Mm -hmm. it you know broke and it followed through that and it's really cool to see it on computer and then see it like kind of actually happen yeah absolutely I like how everyone's like it's it feels so real real (laughs) because I watched it with my dad and I was just like dad I can't do it I can't do it dad (laughs) and he was like calm down it's just a movie like seriously it really happened though (laughs) I know that's the that's what makes yeah. this movie so sad because like it exactly. actually happened and it might not have happened like there may not have been a Jack and a Rose but right. there were two people yeah. that were in love and they died mm-hmm. and it's sad. It You're listening sad. to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host Raven Devani and today we are reviewing the Titanic, Battle for Terra, Wild Thornberries, and Trouble with the Curve. And right now we're talking about the Titanic. So Blake, let's come back to you. Do you have a favorite character or a scene and if you do tell us well i just like uh jack dawson of course because you know he has a really good he's really smart you know and it's not like he's gone through his entire life with everything planned out for him he's actually had to work harder than most people on that ship uh because of how lost he is and how his parents died when he was 15 years old and how he's just been uh he says the quote from the movie he's a tumbleweed blowing in the wind Mm-hmm. Uh, and just go, going all over the place, you know, playing it by ear. And I always think that's, you know, really cool how he could just, you know, let go and see what happens for him. Mm-hmm. And I, I like the way he thinks and the way he acts and how he treats people. Absolutely. And a favorite scene? I, I just like the, I'm king of the world, that part just uh, really gets me. It's one of the mo- most That's the most romantic part yeah. of the movie. Yeah. That's so cute that you like that. <laughs> Um, so I think, I think my favorite scene would probably have to be, like, when the ship is sinking, because it's, like, so cool, but I also, like, I mean, it's not cool, I mean, it's cool, but it's really sad and tragic, but it's cool, (laughs) um, and I also really like the scene that's right after the drawing scene, where Rose and Jack are, like, running through the ship and, like, fast music playing, and they're Mm -hmm. all, like, yay, happy, and then, and then the ship sinks, um, but my favorite (laughs) characters are... Rose and um, Jack, obviously, for obvious reasons. But I really like all of the characters, and I like how they work together. Like, there's not one character that you're like, oh, they could have done better. It's like right. they all work together so well, you know? Yeah, played their part. And also, I really liked um, Molly Brown because the Molly Brown house is, like, in Denver, and my mom used to live right next to it, and so I've gone there and like I've gone in tours oh, wow. around it. So I'm like, oh, I've been in that lady's house. It's really cool. So mm-hmm. Blake, what age group would you recommend this movie for? I would recommend it for uh, at least like 13, because while it is, you know, it is a great movie and all, there are some really graphic parts of the movie that that would definitely scare uh, children, and like even I got like you know freaked out a bit because they're. They show dead bodies and children die in this movie because, you know, the ship's crashing down. They have to stay true to the, you know, the just the seriousness and how terrible this event was. Yeah, absolutely. See, I, uh, def- I, I agree and I disagree with you. I agree full heartedly that there are definitely some 
situations in this movie that are a little bit graphic or maybe inappropriate um, for kids. But I watched this movie for the first time when I was seven and I cried my eyes out like it was so sad. But like, I feel like, I don't know, I was able to handle this movie at a young age. And so was like a lot of my really good friends. And my brother watched it and he's eight. Um, so I guess it just really depends on the child. Yeah. Per se, because I definitely, like, I have a little cousin, and when she was seven, if she were to watch this movie, she would have not been able to handle it. So I think it's really up to the parent to be able to tell. And I'm pretty sure most of our parents have seen this movie, so they can, like, tell if we'd be able to handle it. But I think it's for all ages, personally. So, Brianna, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Seven. (laughs) It was yes. so good. Like, okay, so it had like a great plot. I mean, it's a traditional plot, and it um, it had a lot of romance. I like romance and action. It's kind of my thing. And um, I was I I cried. I cried. I I cried like at the end. I like poured my eyes out for like ten <laughs> I minutes. I cried so too. Just, so like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, what girl? Can- cannot cry with this movie i'm just like oh my gosh and my dad's like oh get over yourself (laughs) like i cried even after the movie ended i just kept crying mind you i was seven but still like i still cry was that your first time ever seeing it yeah because before i saw it i'm just like oh everyone's like um a lot of people die and it's a true story and because I'm not a big fan of people dying but like I could totally handle this film so I was like I really don't want to see it so I I watched it I'm just like wow I totally love this movie so now like if you if you sing um if you sing my heart will go on I can play that song on my saxophone yeah. Oh my gosh. That's cool. <laughs> yes, yeah, if awesome. I see the cover of the movie or if I hear that song, I will break down. That's how powerful it got to me. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, guys, uh, Blake and Brianna, thank you so much for telling me all yeah. about this and talking with me about it because, I mean, it's an awesome movie. Everybody who's listening, go watch it and go tell <laughs> everybody else to watch it and go get it in DVD and 3D Blu ray. 3D, pretty cool. Um, <laughs> in stores near you go check it out because it is the best movie in the entire world yes it is let's take a break i'm raven devani reporting from kids first coming attractions and you're listening to voice america kids Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critic Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First film critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, 
sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. And welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We have with us now Juliana and Camille, and we are going to be talking about Battle for Terra. So how are you doing today, Camille? I'm good. How about you, Raven? I'm awesome. And what about you, Juliana? I am doing great. How about you? I am doing great as well. I'm glad everybody's doing great. All right, so Juliana, why don't you tell me a little bit about this film? I've seen it a while ago, but just refresh my memory. Okay. So this is an animated sci-fi film that puts a twist on your basic alien invasion storyline. In this movie, like, mankind destroyed their planet, and they're in, like, a desperate search to find a new home. And they think that this new home is going to be Terra, but they don't know that there's, like, these aliens living on it. Mm-hmm. And, Camille, what did you think of this movie? Um, I don't know. This movie was not the, the best movie that I've ever seen. Um, but I still liked it. Um, I didn't think it was too bad. Mm-hmm. I, I actually remember this movie. I think I reviewed it last year or close to a year ago. And I feel like this movie could have been so good. But I feel like I feel like it was almost the animation that lost me. Because, like, you can correct me if you disagree with me. But, like, didn't it seem sort of like the animation wasn't done? Like, it seemed like they were in the final steps of, like, animating and they just stopped. Because it seemed sort of, like, unpolished and, like, not really... I don't know. Do you guys get what I'm saying? It was like sort of, it wasn't like it didn't seem finished. Yeah, I totally agree with you. 
So mm-hmm. I feel like that's sort of what lost me. But otherwise, I feel like the plot was really good because it gave a twist instead of like the aliens destroy Earth and blah. Yeah, it's like it's the opposite, which I think is really cool. Yeah. Yeah. So Juliana, do you have a favorite scene or character? Um, my favorite scene was probably when Mala's dad like destroyed a window so that him and like these attackers would like fly away. So that Mala would be safe, because she had gone looking for him, and then she got herself into, like, trouble, and the humans were trying to kill her, so he, like, shot open a window, and I got sucked in space. Mm-hmm. But Mala lived. Yeah, and you have a favorite character? Um, my favorite character was the little robot, because he was really cute, and I liked Mala. Because she was, like, really determined. And she was like, I'm not going to give up finding my father. Mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cool the way, like, the aliens or the Terrians. I can't remember what they were called. The I don't know. They lived on Terra. I thought it was kind of cool how they moved. Because they didn't really walk. They sort of, like, swam about almost. Like a mermaid. It kinda, yeah, it was It was really cool. They sort of looked like, um, like tadpoles. But the, yeah. it wasn't water. It was like they were swimming through air. It was really cool. Yeah. So, Camille, do you have a favorite scene or character that you would like to tell us about? Um, well, my favorite scene is when Mala rescues Lieutenant Stanton, um, a human who um, crashes his uh, scout spaceship on Terra. Uh, um, I like um, I like the scene because she shows compassion for him, even though the humans have been treating the Terrians really badly. Mm-hmm. Oh my, I just, you just reminded me of like a really sad, I don't want to say it. It's such a sad scene though in this movie. This movie kind of ends really sad, but also really good. So if you watch this movie, watch until the end because that just reminded me about how sad that is. But anyway, all right. So Juliana, um, what age group would you recommend this for? Um, I think this movie is great for like people of all ages because it's like animated it's you know, really, enter- it's not really entertaining, but it's entertaining and enjoyable for a lot of people to watch. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people will enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just remember um, when I saw it, I think my brother was seven, a young seven or an old seven. He was seven. And he really, really, really liked this movie. And he loved it. And my mom liked it because my mom loved it. So I think it's definitely good for younger kids. But I mean... I enjoyed it. It was enjoyable. So, Camille, what do you think the age group should be? Um, I think that the age group would be probably for boys and girls between the ages of 10 through 15. Mm-hmm. I absolutely agree with you. Why do you think that, though? Um, I don't know. It can just be kind of violent at some times, and the plot was... I mean, the plot was even a little bit hard for me to follow. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, overall, I did think it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree with you on that. You're listening to Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we are reviewing Battle for Terra, Wild Thornberries, and Trouble with the Curve. So, right now we are talking about Battle for Terra, and we were just talking a little bit about what we like about it, what we dislike about it. So, Juliana, how many stars would you give this film on a scale of one to five? Um... I think I would give it four, just because I agree with you. The animation wasn't all that good, 
but it was a good movie overall. Mm-hmm. And what about you, Camille? Um, I actually gave it um, three out of five stars because um, it was it was pretty violent at some points, and there was some um, bad language. Mm-hmm. I think I would give it three out of five stars as well. I think that is what I gave it back when I reviewed it. <laughs> so, Camille, another question for you. Do you think that anyone can relate to this, or do you, did you relate to it at all? Um, well, I didn't really relate to it, but um, I could kind of see how somebody could because, um, you know, the story's main character, Mala, um, is a very intelligent, brave teenage girl, and I am sure that there are tons of girls like that out there. Mm-hmm, absolutely. And, Juliana, do you think there were any moral messages that were put out to the audiences? Uh, yes, I do. I think that because, like, it wasn't the human's planet to just take from the Terrians, I think they should have just gone there and asked, can we share the planet? Because, you know, it's not their home to begin with. The Terrians were there first, and it's not the Terrians' fault that their home was destroyed. So they could ask nicely. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Because I, I just remember, like, thinking to myself when I was watching this, I was like, this is, like, don't they realize that they can share the planet? Because um, the humans can't breathe the Terrian air, and the Terrians can't breathe the human air, but they can make it so that they can share air. And I was just like, come on, guys, like, figure it out. Everybody in the audience has figured it out. It's just, it's up to you now. So that was kind of annoying, but I mean, I guess if they were all peaceful, there wouldn't really be a movie. Yep. So, Juliana, do you think there's anything in this movie that you would have added or maybe left out? Um, I think I would have added, like, their lives, like, past what happened. And I would have taken out the beginning where, like, her and her best friend are skipping school because I didn't really like that part Mm -hmm. I don't even remember that part so I guess it wasn't that important (laughs) and Camille is there anything that you would add or take away from this movie um I would have to agree with Juliana um I didn't really get the first part I mean sure um you know it was just kind of like um, I mean, it was just kind of like two people, two Terrians skipping school at the beginning of the movie, and it was kind of confusing because mm-hmm. you didn't really know what was going on. Like, you knew mm-hmm. that they were skipping school, but, you know. But you were you just like, why is this important? Like, why don't you need go. to know this? Yeah, you were just like, okay, that's that's awesome. That's like telling me that they had cornflakes for breakfast. Like, that does not help the story at all. Yeah. So, Camille... What is something from this movie that stuck with you the most? Whether it's a scene or a character or maybe a cinematography or music. You know, what is the one thing that you really remember? Um, the one thing um, that, I, that, I, that really, you know, stuck, that really stuck in my mind was um, the Tarian showing compassion to the humans. Even though the humans had really not, have, hadn't been nice to them. Um, throughout the whole movie. So um, I really liked that they were still compassionate. Absolutely. And Juliana, what about you? I have to agree with Camille. 
uh, with everything she said. <laughs> well, that's awesome. I guess it's very, very agreeable. So, Juliana, what else would you like to say to our audience that they might want to know before watching this movie or not watching this movie? Um, well, if you don't like aliens, then you shouldn't really watch this movie. And if you don't like, like, I guess you could say violent. Not that violent, though. I've seen movies that are more violent. Yeah. But if you don't like violent movies, then you shouldn't watch this one either. Mm-hmm. So. Well, overall, Battle for Terra is a good movie if you're into this type of film, and definitely if you're younger. So, everyone, be sure to go check that out. Brianna, I mean, sorry, Juliana and Camille, thank you so much for being with us and telling thank- us all about this movie. Thank you, Raven. Definitely, anytime. (laughs) Let's take a break. I'm Raven Devaney, reporting from Kids First Coming Attractions, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Kids safe, mother approved. You're listening to Voice America Kids. This year's Kids First Film Critics Search Campaign launches September 1st and runs through the end of November. Kids ages 6 to 14 can enter for a chance to compete for eight coveted slots as Kids First Film Critics. To enter, kids need to submit a videotaped review of one of the official search campaign films or DVDs. Public voting determines the 20 finalists, and a panel of celebrity judges determines the winners. Last year, more than 11 million votes were cast for fewer than 100 contestants. To date, some of the exciting assignments covered by the Kids First Film Critics include a week-long film critics boot camp at the Walt Disney Studios, the red carpet premiere of Winnie the Pooh, sneak preview coverage of films like Cars 2, Judy Moody, and The Not Bummer Summer, with coverage on AOL Kids, Voice America Kids, and Working Mother. Check it all out at www.kidsfirst.org or on the Kids First Facebook page. Think you have what it takes to be one of America's next film critics? Just visit kidsfirst.org or the Kids First Facebook page. And hurry, you only have until the end of November to enter. Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? It's the Fame Game. Listen as Maddie Rose, who is up and coming in the world of fame, brings you fame from all walks of life. You'll hear from doctors, teachers, mentors, life heroes, as well as those in the fields of acting, movies, music, and more. Who knows? You might be the next one Maddie Rose talks to on the air. Listen for the Fame Game every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time, 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. You're listening to Voice America Kids, now with 33% more active ingredients and no artificial coloring. The Terrence Rogers Show will take the world by storm. The topics are sometimes newsworthy, sometimes personal, as we explore fashion, entertainment, art, and more. Host Terrence Rogers has seen a lot of life experience in his few years of life. It's this experience that allows him to bring a fresh perspective to the table, and he holds nothing back. Tune in to The Terrence Rogers Show every Monday at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Kids channel. You'll laugh, cry, and most importantly, this show will reach out and touch your life. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. 
Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now let's discuss the epic film, Jumanji, and today Brianna is going to be interviewing me, so I'll let you take it away, Brianna. Okay. How are you doing today, Raven? I am doing splendid. How about yourself? Very good, thank you. Awesome. So tell me, <laughs> so tell me a little bit about this film. All right, so Jumanji is all about what happens when a little boy named Alan Parrish, he, Parrish, he, um, he discovers this game, this board game in his father's uh, work site, and he takes it home and he begins to play it. And he gets sucked into the game, and the game is Jumanji. And it's crazy, because like, everything that it says in the game, it's like, it comes to life. And so he gets sucked into the game, and he's stuck there for like 26 years, I think it is. 26 or 27. I can't remember. And then a new family moves into his house after his parents have died and, and left. And... Um, and they start playing the game, and they free him, and it's all about they have to finish the game and reverse everything that's happened, and it's like, it's a great movie. Wow. I've seen this movie, and it's, it's, it is really good, and mm-hmm. it's all like, he, go, he, suck, he gets sucks into it, and then his friend, I can't remember her name, but her, his friend, she's just like, ah! Yeah, she's she just freaks out, out and, like runs away. She should have saved him. That was mean really? of her. Yeah, she's just God. like, yeah, I'm just gonna stand here, not saving you. <laughs> I know. What are you gonna do? We all have those <laughs> friends. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you like about this film? Like, did anything stand out to you? Well, when I first, I can't even remember how old I was when I first watched this movie. It was new, though, um, relatively speaking, um, when I was little. And I remember, gosh, I just I just remember being really scared of this movie when mm-hmm. I was little. But I've always been into scary movies. So I guess it was really good. Um, but I just remember, this really doesn't, it's not necessarily a thing about the movie. But I remember afterwards, I was like, Mommy, what if that happens to me? What if I play Jumanji? And my mom's like, Honey, there's no such game. There's no such thing. And I was like, Okay. And then we went to the store, and they had the Jumanji board game there. And I was like, You lied to me. It's going to happen. So that was something that stuck out to me the most. Because honestly, I love this entire movie. Yeah, it's like, it's like after after every everyone's done it's like yeah i've got a backstory to that uh-huh it's like you make a movie about you it's i know like exactly like me thing being a little kid going and seeing the board game i i actually have the board game i bought it and i played it and nothing happened i was <laughs> like proves you wrong mom i was like yeah god <laughs> being sucked into the game is really awesome how is the cine- cinematography in that and throughout the whole movie Throughout the whole movie, I feel like it was really good. This film is definitely older, and you can tell by watching. So the special effects, you know, instead of um, animating a lion, which they did in some parts, but when there was a lion or all of the monkeys, like a lot of times it was like animatronics, and it was actually pretty cool. Like I watched it um, the other day, and it was cool for me because when I was little, that was so real to me. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, it's obviously not as real, but it's still excellent considering the age. And with a lot of movies, the cinematography, you like, you don't even want to watch it anymore because you're like, oh my god, there's like so many better things. But honestly, I feel like the cinematography in this movie is pretty solid. Yeah, because people have to remember that 
like if something was made in the 1990s, you have to like and you watch it in the 2012s, you have to remember it was made in the 1990s. Yeah. So they pe- people have to remember that. Absolutely. So, do you have a favorite scene or a favorite character in this film? I think my favorite character is the little brother because he doesn't talk like at all. But he, you can his acting is so good. That's what I like about it. It's not even necessarily the character, but it's his acting that I really like. Because since he doesn't talk, he really expresses his emotion through his facial expressions. And I think that's really awesome. And as for a favorite scene, I have no clue. I like this whole movie, but I really like... Um, gosh... I like the whole thing. Oh, I like the thing um, with the plants, the one scene with the plants where the plants come out of these like giant man-eating, poison-spitting, big, pretty plants come <laughs> out of the... Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, they're bright colors. They're pretty. They come out of the, um, the ground and everything, and like it's all suspenseful, and everyone's screaming, and it's like, yeah, help me. But I really, really like that. And... and um, yeah, I think that's definitely my favorite scene. It would have to be. You're listening to the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devani, and right now we are reviewing Jumanji, and Brianna is interviewing me, and I will let you continue with that. Okay. Okay, so you said in the last, in the last answer, I should say, that you really like the, like the little brother. Mm-hmm. I also like that, because... I had to do something, and I had to no words, and it was like for a day or something. We had to like do something for speech class or whatever, and it's for a whole day. You can't really talk, but you can use like like um, facial expressions, emotions, and oh, it was wow. really strong. It was really hard. I'm just like, yeah, you um, uh, uh. yeah. So, um, it's really hard because people are like, oh, he's not saying anything. That it's not really acting. It's like you have to get what you're trying to say through yeah. your facial expressions. So I think that's really cool. Absolutely. What age range do you give, like, do you recommend this film for? Um, I'd say for all ages, but, I mean, there are definitely some, like, scary parts. So I'd probably say, like, six and up, probably. Mm. Yeah, I'd say six and up because um, it's definitely a family movie. Like, teens could watch it, parents could watch it, kids could watch it. It's just kids might get a little bit frightened because there's, like, these giant mosquitoes and ginormous spiders and ginormous monkeys. Well, the monkeys aren't actually big. (laughs) Ginormous elephants and massive lions and alligators. That part scared me so much because I am so afraid of, like, sharks and alligators and, like, water pythons or whatever. Like, whatever animal might be lurking in the water scares me. So that one scene where there was, like, the alligator or the crocodile or whatever it was, that scared me so much. Yeah. It's like, it's like in the movies that Raven watches, since she's really scared of everything that's in the water, let's put this whole movie in the water. And it's like, yeah, yeah. this is really scary. You should totally see it, Raven. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very select things scare me. Like, E.T. Yeah. scares me, but, like... Friday the 13th doesn't scare me. I'm a weird person. Anyway, go on. (laughs) Yeah. We're all weird people. Yes. Okay. So anything you would add or take out of this film? Mm, Personally, I think not. I really, really like this movie, especially the beginning of the movie. Um, 
when Alan is a little kid because he doesn't have a good relationship with his parents and he gets bullied a lot. And I feel like that also might be like my favorite scene. But no, honestly, I think I would just leave this movie the way it is because I think it's really it's really well done. Yeah, I I watched it a while ago, like I think when I was nine and not a lot of things scared me when I was nine because I was kind of oblivious to a lot. So like if a spider came out, I'd be like, yeah, it's a spider. Spider. Oh my, so, that yeah, part, it grosses me out, because spiders scare me too. Yay, another thing <laughs> on the list that creeps Raven out. Yeah. How many stars would you give this film? Um, give a thousand, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd give it five out of five stars, because there's definitely, you know, you might be like, oh, well, I mean, newer films are so much better. Yes, but this movie is, like, such a classic family movie yeah, classic. and I'll never get tired of it honestly maybe that's just me but you know I think it's awesome I really like it too because like when I watched it like mommy's like I was creeped out when I was little by that film and so I thought I'd be scarier than her since I was smaller than her when she watched it and so when I watched that I I thought it was a good film and didn't have any nightmares Thank goodness. And so it was really good. So I think I agree with you that I can yeah. just keep watching it. And it's a classical film. This movie definitely isn't like a give you nightmares movie for little kids. But it's like a jump, jumpy sort of movie where you're going to be like, oh, it's okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> Brianna, thank you for interviewing me. As always, it's a pleasure when the roles are reversed and I get to talk to you. So thank you guys for being with us and be sure to go check out Jumanji because it's, it's awesome. It's a really good movie, as you can tell. Thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite up-and-coming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. I'm Raven Devaney signing out, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now you know what to see. And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week.